With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, I'm Ashley Asty, and this is Ashley Asty Live. So today's episode is called Anti-Diet Pro-Wrinkle, because we're talking about your beauty today and the ways that a billion-dollar industry has been built around the concept that your beauty is not enough, that you need fixing and enhancing, and that you are not complete as you are. And as someone who is involved in the beauty industry, I find that to be a travesty. Um, so as you may know, I have an organic skincare line that I make, and it's designed on the premise that we choose products for our skin not to chase an elusive fountain of youth or to make ourselves more beautiful, but to enrich the beauty that's already within, to allow it to come out. And to care for our skin, which is the largest organ in our entire body, to care for it with ingredients that are loving and nourishing and that are gentle on both our skin, our bodies, and our planet. So when people ask me how I got into making skincare products, I usually start by saying something like, this is the last thing I ever had in mind. I never pictured myself as part of the beauty industry or making skincare products. And so when I finally decided to go for it and, and create this as a business, not just as something I was doing for myself, I was very conscious of the fact that I didn't want to use the words anti-aging or anti-wrinkle in any of my product descriptions or my marketing. And because what I found was that by using those words, we're essentially discarding the value of women, um, men too, but in this case, particularly I'm talking about women, that when women get to a certain age, it's like they're no longer valued, that they need to be look a certain way or look youthful in order to maintain their value, which is <laughs> obnoxious. I feel like what's happening is that we are using anti-wrinkle and anti-aging to discard the power that women and men, that everyone gets as they age, that grows with experience, the wisdom that comes, the life that has been lived. And by chasing something artificial that you really can't have, you can't erase your wrinkles, you can't go backwards in time, we're making women in particular feel as if they are not good enough and not beautiful enough and therefore not worthy and valuable enough exactly as they are. I remember when I first started this skincare line and I'd be showing my products at a farmer's market or something like that and I'd have women come up to my table and they'd tell me what's going on with their skin and then they'd immediately say, oh, I need something to get rid of wrinkles. And I remember at the time I would just sort of like sigh a little exhaustedly um, because I didn't know how to greet what they were saying and I was, um, I, <laughs> I didn't exactly welcome the question. The thing is that question has arisen not because they innately feel that they are not beautiful, but we have been conditioned to feel that wrinkles are not only unnatural, but not beautiful, that 
the shame that we have around our bodies gracefully aging and the way that they were designed by God, the earth, the creator, whatever you want to think to be is shameful. Something that we have been conditioned to feel. It's something that's learned because it's not innate. And the thing about it is that if we believe that our wrinkles are not beautiful, what that's really saying is that we are not worthy, that we are not lovable, that we are not desirable. There's such tremendous fear that as we grow older, we will no longer be loved for who we are. And this is, again, because a billion-dollar industry, let's talk about the beauty industry, the skincare industry, has been built and earns its profits off the backs of the fact that you think your wrinkles need fixing, that you think the lines and the marks on your skin, on your face, on your body, are not testaments to who you are and what you've lived through, but are something that we should want to push away and be ashamed of. Essentially, the beauty industry is saying that you need fixing and that your beauty is not complete exactly as it is. And this continues to wear on us. We go to drastic measures in order to change who we are, and this infiltrates our self-talk. Too often our days become focused on what we think is wrong with ourselves and we look in the mirror that we could be better at this, we could look better, be thinner, be, have fewer lines, fewer marks, that our skin is supposed to be a certain way all the time, as if you are a porcelain doll and not a living, breathing human being that is processing life and emotions and food and the air and just going through changes in every single moment. I'm reading... Um, a book by Naomi Wolf called The Beauty Myth that first came out in like 1991 and then was republished in the 2000s. And she essentially says that these forms of like the beauty industry and, and the money that they make off of you feeling like you're not beautiful enough or good enough that your body needs to change is a form of suppressing your power because we become so focused all day. Our self-dialogue is on beating ourselves up on needing to focus on this external thing that we're trying so desperately to change that the reality is there's not much to change there and there's nothing that needs to be changed. And so she says that this is a form of suppressing women, women's power. But it's not just women. The similar, or There are beauty standards among men too. Um, it's a societal issue in which we have become focused not on the beauty that's within, on what's in our hearts and our souls and how we act and serve through the world. But we, we've come to hang our worth on something external. And the sad part about this is if we're chasing after beauty, beauty standards are different all across the world and all across time, which shows that there is not one definition of beauty, of course. What we find, when we find someone who we think is beautiful, I think what we're really feeling is something that lights up from within. You know, when you're in the presence of someone who feels beautiful, maybe you feel their love, maybe you feel their charisma, maybe you feel their gentleness or their fire or their power or their passion. 
Maybe you feel them being vulnerable or expressing truth. When you live from your authenticity, that's something that's not only seen but felt. And that is the most powerful form of beauty that can be expressed. Your innate light, your innate soul shining through. There's nothing more beautiful than that. And it's not just about our skin. If you think about how many companies across the globe earn profits based on the fact that your body shape and size is not right, at least that's what they tell you. Companies can only, dieting companies can only earn profits if you believe that your body is not good enough as it is. That's saddening to me. That billions of dollars across the globe are exchanged based on that premise of making people feel they are not good enough. I don't believe in diets. Not only do diets not work, but they are harmful. The languaging itself is harmful besides the physiological effects. I believe in tuning into your body and intuitively discovering through play, through trial, through experience, through really deeply listening, listening to the different seasons of your life, what foods are most honoring to you. Because how we care for our bodies is the temples that house our souls matters. I'm not saying fill your body with junk foods that make it feel tired and make you feel like you can't go out and live your purpose with fullness and vitality. But that has nothing to do with dieting or nothing to do with the shape or size of your body. It has to do with the energy that runs through you, with how you're fueling yourself to live your most authentic life. To allow your destiny to unfold through you. Because we're here not simply to accomplish a task or to live our mission, but to serve. Our destiny is to serve. We are here to serve humanity, the planet, the companion creatures, the animals that roam the planet with us. And this can't be done without each of us uniquely bringing what we came in to bring and to do. And the best way we can do that is by honoring our bodies, by caring for ourselves, by honoring our souls. And again, this has nothing to do with dieting, nothing to do with not being worthy or lovable. It has everything to do with how worthy you are to bring your gifts to the world, how beautiful your light is, so let it shine. What you put on your skin and in your body should feel empowering. The message behind the products you use should empower you and empower the earth and empower all human beings. And the foods you put in your body should make you feel empowered, full of energy and zest, full of love and harmony, connection with the earth itself. Because the beauty industry and the dieting industry 
has often coincided with a suppression of our inner sense of knowing, with our inner guide. We have, we're bombarded with images and messages from the outside that we need to change, that we're not good enough, that our bodies need to shift from what they innately are. And so we're going outside of ourselves to find fixes, anti-wrinkle serums and, you know, this next pill and whatever it might be, that we've forgotten that the power and the truth of what we truly need in our bodies and in our souls comes from within. We've become disconnected sometimes from that inner guide, from that innate wisdom to the point where we're often leading from this scattered place of our minds, our thinking mind, rather than the place of our hearts where we receive as opposed to trying to force something into creation. When you live from the place of your heart, your life unfolds or unfurls as it's meant to, almost like you are a channel and something is coming through you. These products and this, um, I'm going to say anti-beauty messaging, really, because your true beauty is within, it's, it's covering up that true beauty. Not just physically, if you think about the makeup industry exists to tell you that, particularly women, that your eyes are not beautiful enough unless they have eyeliner around them, that they won't shine naturally without that. That you need a pinch of color on your cheeks or on your lips. And that's the only way that you can be desired, that you can be loved. It's covering up the true light that's within that knows I am enough as I am. My beauty is complete. And to be clear, this does not mean that you do not have the choice to wear makeup, color your hair, dress the way you want. It's your body and your choice and you can explore and play and that might be a beautiful and fun part of your existence, of expressing yourself through the way you adorn your body. Almost like a ritual. But it shouldn't be something that women feel they have to do in order to feel they are enough. And so what I've tried to do is both internally with myself and my own self-talk, and then particularly with my girlfriends, to not gather with my friends and talk about how, ugh, I don't like this about myself. Oh, I wish I didn't have this mark or this line on my skin. Not to perpetuate the dialogue that we need to achieve some artificial ideal of no marks, no lines, a certain body shape. And so even if, let's say, um, like I don't comment on someone's weight, even if it's this, be like, oh, you lost weight, you look great. Because you have no idea how that person got to that point, whether they starved themselves to get there. or And it just essentially shifts the conversation that we're focusing on your weight and we're complimenting you for becoming smaller, for your shape shifting into something that society says is more desirable. No, they were desirable before. <laughs> I actually had um, someone I love <laughs> do this to me recently. Um, I hadn't seen him in, I don't know, a month or so. 
And uh, one of the first things he said to me was like, you look like you lost weight. And I was like, what? <laughs> um, one, because I haven't weighed myself and I don't know, a gazillion years, that's never been part of my life. Um, two, I never noticed that, I hadn't noticed that about my own body in the past month or so. Um, and three, even if it were true, and even though for him it was under the guise of like, oh, you need to eat more, um, like you're too thin, uh, I was very much taken aback by it that I felt, um, oh, is this what he's thinking about me all the time? Is he judging my appearance? Is he like paying attention to my weight? Is it a thing that he feels he has a right to comment on about my body and the shape that it is and whether I should eat or not eat or whatever that might be? Um, and I think that's something that we do to each other often and it becomes a topic of conversation. Um, I remember even as a kid, like going somewhere with my parents to like a family gathering and on the ride home, it's sort of like discussing like, oh, this person lost weight, this person gained weight, like on different people's appearances. Um, <laughs> my grandma in particular would be someone who would like have a comment to say about the way everyone looked. And when you're young, you don't know that this is like not normal to do or it's not right. Um, rather than driving home and talking about the experience of being gathered with people you love. Because when we use that language for other people, it's also a reflection of the language that we're using towards ourselves. If we're beating other people up for their weight or their, their hair or their makeup or whatever it might be, I imagine the language that you use towards yourself is even harsher. And none of us deserve that. You deserve to speak words of love to yourself and to others. Because that's how we create more of a world and a planet full of love and acceptance. Your beauty is complete. You are exactly as you are meant to be. Again, it doesn't mean you can't want to dress yourself up sometimes or seek greater, a feeling of greater peace within your body by changing the foods maybe that you put in your body or Caring for the planet by changing the products that you put on your skin that end up washing down a drain like your shampoo and going back to the water supply. Being a responsible consumer matters. But that's never to take the place or to say that you're not good enough. Meaning being a conscious consumer has nothing to do with restricting the food that you Put in your body in order to change the way you look and the shape of your body. It has nothing to do with needing to erase wrinkles. It has nothing to do with shame or fear or feeling like you need to fit in. Know that you are worthy as you are always, 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 no matter what anyone else says to you or whatever beauty industry standards there might be. It's all false. The truth of your soul is beautiful. This is a bit of a shorter podcast today, but I just wanted to get that message out and a little reminder that you are gorgeous inside and out exactly as you are. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.